Life doesn't always turn out the way you thought it would, and we know that firsthand. We were both homeschooled in a band together called Elmo Whedon, grew up in the Bible Belt of Texas, and raised with fundamentalist Christian values. We both went to Texas A&M University. Whoop! We were both married with children, later divorced, and we've been navigating relationships post-divorce for better or worse, probably worse. I'm crying. As we all know, there is a lot of power in having someone to talk with about what's going on in your life. And that's how this podcast started. Just two friends hashing things out. We don't have the answers, but we are pretty close. Just kidding. We hope these conversations resonate with you as we reflect on the irony, tragedy, comedy, and the oh-so-tangled webs we weave. I'm Cecilia Rhodes. And I'm Joe Hameter. Welcome to Tricky Situations. Hey guys, in today's episode, it, we have a red hot take from our week. And uh, we start off with um, introducing our special guest today, Johanna Hameter, who's my younger sister. And then we nosedive straight into the hottest, most tricky situation we've had yet, which is that we had the threat of a lawsuit filed against us. Not filed. It was just a gay email, but that's what happened. <laughs> it was a threat, but uh, we uh, survived that and we um, have kept everything within our First Amendment rights. So we'll keep keep on keeping on within those rights. <laughs> <laughs> so today we talk about that a little bit because uh, we're not going to stop doing the podcast, even though that's what was uh, demanded of us. <laughs> And uh, we talk about social media, people, then basically the nature of disagreements mm -hmm. um, and politics and... And how to live peaceably, I guess, in um, within Discord and like how to um, agree to disagree. But also we really dove into um, this idea that where, where is this extreme, whether it's left or right in within politics or relationships, obviously, but um, where's this like extreme mentality coming from and that um, it seems to be coming from this idea that you think you know best or, or you basically you're not looking at other people's life experiences um, when you're, you know, coming at someone for a specific belief, you know, that basically you believe they're inherently wrong if they're opposing of you. And that's not really how life works. But it seems like we've been seeing a lot of that these days. Yeah. So it's a fun episode. We hope you enjoy. Uh, we would issue a trigger warning, but... Uh, if you need a trigger warning, then you're probably not going to make it in life. Hi, Joe. Hello. How are you? How have you been? Good. I'm realizing I say hello the same way every single podcast. Hello. And everyone's come to know and love it. Yeah. Well, we hope anyhow. <laughs> <coughs> I'm doing pretty good. It was kind of a stressful week last week. I felt like my body was in a knot. Mm. I got a massage. Didn't really help that much, but um, I'm finding that I basically just need to be more consistent with the gym, which I already knew, <laughs> and uh, I feel a lot better. So I've been getting back into a more regular gym rhythm, and that's that helps a lot. So is this like since you come back to Texas, you feel like this is your first like 
time to really get in rhythm or were you kind of before when you first got back? Um, I, I kind of was because like gyms were still open when I moved back. Oh, so right. yeah, I was playing basketball. Um, I, I was a lot more active and then when COVID hit, you know, everything shut down and I just wasn't, uh, as dil, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't excited to go like walk at a park and do burpees <laughs> on a sidewalk or something. <laughs> right. So, you know, it kind of fell off for a while. Wait, so are they like making you wear a mask or what? Because you know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. I got scolded today um, on the Dude, on the bike machine. I'm so confused how you can actually like work out and breathe. And, and well, know. what was funny was um, he the guy I, I'd been going in for the last two weeks in uh, to the same gym. Nobody said anything. No, um, I mean, I wore my mask in and I would get on like the stair stepper or whatever else. And I would just like pull it under my chin or take it off completely. Oh, okay. And I was within sight of the front desk and the guys would see me like whoever it was. And I would just stare at them right in their face. <laughs> and, uh, and then today, for some reason, the guy came over, um, and was like, Hey man, you got to put your mask on. Like I was like, fine. <laughs> and uh, he was like, it's just got to at least be on your face. So I just hooked it over my ears and like wrapped it under my chin. And I was. Oh, my God. It's, it's pretty, pretty stupid. Plus, like I, there was at least a 20 foot radius of zero people around me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my. Yeah. It's uh, my mom said they were going to start making her wear a mask or like <clears throat> my friend started wearing a face shield. So, you know, you could always go there. Yeah, the, that's like the <laughs> ultimate virtue signaler. <laughs> I wear a mask and a clear shield. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, maybe it's... Uh, whatever, I don't care. I'm so over this shit. Yeah, dude, join the club. I, but I do feel bad for people like that guy because... It's his job? Yeah, it's his job. Like, he has to do that. He has to champion bullshit <laughs> as part of his job. You know, I, I've noticed that, and there's a few people that, you know, you encounter at the store, you know, and they tell you something, and they look kind of almost a little bit shameful having to tell you, and they're like, "Yeah, I totally don't want to be telling you this, but I have to. <laughs> so let me Let me clarify. I'm not an anti-masker, per se, but if I'm on a stair-stepper... Definitely. And I am <laughs> north of 20 pounds overweight, and I am... Sucking the deepest wind, just trying to keep my BPMs up or whatever. I mean, I'm not going to be sucking through, like, just pulling a mask in and out of my mouth. Like, that's what was happening. I was breathing so heavily, just doing, like, the bit most basic workout. I'm not going to mask up, it's I've, just, I've, especially if there's not anyone around me. That's it. what I mean when I say championing bullshit. Yeah. No, but it didn't... It, it is because I'm sorry. Yeah. That's like why my son hasn't been to football practice yet this year. You think I'm going to put him out where he's standing more than six feet away from the other children and a mask in the great outdoors? Yeah. Hell no. Don't even go there with me. Yeah. Sorry you can't play football, but on the upside, <laughs> you will have clinical depression pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So that is good. <laughs> yeah. So, well, at least you're at the gym, right? Let's keep this on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting that, uh, yeah, <sighs> that routine back, which I know is very important for you. So hopefully. Um, it is. And for everyone. 
He's well, overweight. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, and in general, it's also good for your mindset, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. So it just like it for stress and energy. It, it's the best thing. Like yeah. there isn't anything else that you can do that will help you deal with stress better. So this, this is true, and you get a natural high from it. So maybe drugs. I don't know. I don't well, have I a mean, lot of experience with that. I think that yes, drugs would give you that because I know I've known a lot of. Um, Addicts. Well, I, you know, I've known of a lot of addicts that use exercise as a form to right. basically give them that high. So, you know, when they get off of drugs and stuff, but then yep. they go back to drugs and, you know, all that fun stuff. But anyhow, yeah. So good, good job. I'm proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> I am settling in our new place and um, it's, you know, the school thing, getting the kids enrolled and all that. You know, it's just drama. Everything's online. It's virtual. And, well, technically they could go, but we I don't have to tell you why mine won't be going yet. So you already know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so trying to get all that figured out. And, and, you know, you're trying to work and raise kids and all that. Um, but, yeah, kind of may or may not be talking to a guy. So there's that, too. So, hmm. <laughs> We'll see. A, a friend. Is that what I said earlier? But uh, I guess it's one of, he seems really cool. Um, but uh, Did he play right into the danger zone on your first day? <laughs> oh, what did he play? God, I can't remember. Oh, we definitely got um, like these glaring looks from a bunch of like uptown Dallas housewives or, you know, South Lakeites or whatever they're called. Because uh, we were definitely rocking out to um, Tovlo, like. If you're rocking body or whatever it is, you know, it's like blaring, you know. Um, and Are you uh, talking about storage container guy? Oh, no. Wait, oh, storage. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Who's storage container guy? The guy that we thought apprehended oh, you no. yesterday. Dear God. No. Oh, yeah. That little episode. We don't have time to go into it. I will tell that story one day. But okay. uh, no, um, he great, you know, turned out to be a, you know, great guy. Just um I think he should have just asked me out on a date if he wanted to go on a date with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll see. The other guy's very cool, seems kind, but uh, I guess only time will tell whether uh, he needs as much therapy or more than I do. So God knows I need a lot mm-hmm. of therapy. So, you know, it's got to balance out, like, what is the level of, you know, craziness? So I don't know. But in in our lives, you know, it could be years before you know. Who knows? <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I'm doing good. Awesome. I definitely want to get on the whole exercise track, though. So I have been walking. So good. I'm doing a little, you know, ballet, like a few pirouettes and uh, good. plies. So okay, we got a special, special guest. Yeah. How it's special? one of one of my kin. Aww. Youngest <laughs> sister, Don't Johanna Hammeter. Hello. Hi. I did the same thing. Hello. I think it's just a podcast thing. Or a hammeter thing. <sighs> when in Rome. You're onto something. Yeah. <clears throat> it could be. How are you tonight? I'm pretty good. My shin is hurting for some reason. Like is it because shin you can't? Almost? Can you not stretch your legs out there? That might be it. <laughs> I th- I'm getting like that, that airplane mindset where you have like three inches of room. You oh. know what I mean? And your legs just cramp You're up like automatically. All of a sudden feeling trapped and yeah. can't get out of this. Exactly <laughs> how I feel in masks. But, you know, we're not going to go into that tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Not today. <clears throat> so what's going on in your world, Hana? I call her Hana. Well, I'm not really doing anything as exciting as you guys clearly are. But, I mean, tonight I am. I'm super honored to be here. 
But no, I mean, I'm just living it. Um, honestly, still trying to figure out a game plan to get out of this town, but <laughs> that's, that's a daily thing for me. Um, I can help you out with that. Yeah, it seems like all of my siblings made it out somehow, but then all came back. So yeah, maybe it's pointless. Maybe I should just save money and stay here. <laughs> well, you know, I'll skip that step. Aggie Land will suck you back in. That's for sure. I just, just don't get England. pregnant, and maybe you won't get sucked back. I'm in. trying not to. I really am. <laughs> I did go to England for a short period of time, so maybe that was me leaving and enjoying the realm outside of Texas that I didn't really know existed. <laughs> did you love it? I loved oh it. Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah, I I really didn't want to leave. And, and the weather didn't bother you too much being cloudy all the time, or was it? It was, uh, I did miss the sun. The The sunny days were amazing, though, because the weather was, it wasn't humid. It wasn't sticky and hot like it always is here. It was just really nice, like 75, my ideal weather. So nice. Super nice. One way to make the um, moving to a different place easier, if you don't have, like, a specific thing to go for, a job or something, is just live in a van. Oh, right. Like you. Those are really popular right now, like converting vans, I kind of like buying one. a school bus. Dudes, yeah. you know what? I did it before freaking anyone knew about hashtag van life. You're the original. Yeah. Okay. I was. But you like almost got murdered in a parking lot, didn't you? Well, oh, I don't. Wait, you I were don't the think... murderer. <laughs> you were in a kid, no. you were like a school parking lot sleeping. He was well, getting uh, tell the story. fondled with someone's eyes, right, or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was. It that. was. Um, Pretty much the essence of tricky, a tricky situation <laughs> in my life at the onset of my uh, graduate school experience in Hawaii. <laughs> had a friend, I had a friend that, um, well, I was, I was, I mean, a couple weeks out from starting the semester and uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Hartshorn was like, oh, so I was still looking for a place to stay. I was looking for a, you know, a room to rent right. or whatever in like in Hawaii especially Oahu, like Honolulu yeah. proper or whatever, which is close to where the campus uh, University of Hawaii is. Um, you know, a room will cost you 900 a month or something, yeah. and it's like a dive room, you it's know? Like outrageous. Yeah, and I knew that I was going to be in, um, because of just the nature of architecture school, I knew it was, I was going to be in studio constantly and basically just go home intermittently to like take a nap but i would be like on campus like mm -hmm. like <laughs> probably 20 hours a day or something mm -hmm. so uh yeah jeremy was like dude you should just buy a van and he he was like thinking like just buy like a chevy astro or something oh and my gosh i was I like i don't think it's just like a sketchy you know van with no windows on it pretty much that sounds like it yeah it's like uh rape van 101 <laughs> Hey, my parents had one of those. Uh, I love that thing. That sounds like a story. Literally, I would, yeah. I would say I immediately regret that comment, but I stand by it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but because you're, yeah. <laughs> this is about confidence. That's what this is about. I'll talk to them about that later, but Chevy Astros are a questionable thing to okay. uh, have. Yeah. <laughs> so um, We've had them all. We had the Astro van. We had the VW yeah. Wagon van thing. Yeah. So I ended up getting a VW van again. Way better. Which is basically like rapey. the quintessential van life van. Like that's the original hippie bus True. is the van again. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. So it had a bed. It actually had two beds. You could sleep four people in there. Oh, it had a fancy. It had a fold down bed on wait, the bottom, wait, wait. which was a two queen. Two beds equals four people. I feel like this is hippie life. Yeah, baby. We, we got, I got at least four people in there one time we went camping. Everyone was in there. It was awesome. 
But the, when it got tricky, it was it was pretty tricky from the beginning because <laughs> I just thought you could pretty much park anywhere in Hawaii. So I was just constantly getting so, tickets, getting woken up in the middle of the night. My first encounter with any authorities was I just tried to sleep in the parking lot of the architecture school. Not happening. And, and like the university police showed up and surrounded my van mm. while I was like dozing off. <laughs> Like, oh my I'm talking like <laughs> four, like four campus police cars in a circle around my van, and they were like coming up to the windows with flashlights and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, so they just told me I had to go, basically, and I did. Okay, so the tricky situation yes, was, yeah, yeah. I I was just basically getting pushed further and further out of town. Like they were, <laughs> they were ungentrifying you. <laughs> they were ungentrifying me from from town. Uh, so I, I ended up this beach park, and it was a nice beach park. Um, it was within proximity to campus, and basically, like this is how I'd illustrate it. If you you wouldn't understand this because y'all are female, but if you go into a men's bathroom, maybe <laughs> I feel like imagine <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine um, like in Bucky's, there's like forty urinals like next to each other. I so love right, okay, two guys go into a bathroom. No one else is in there. You're at one urinal. One guy comes right yeah. to the urinal next to you. Yeah. That is game over. Right? I see yeah. why you say girls wouldn't understand it. Because we go to the bathroom together. And we sometimes share the same stall. We don't care. That's and we talk while we're peeing. It is really same uncomfortable stall? when yeah, somebody we, goes into the stall next to you. So yeah. I could imagine when your whole, like, everything is just hanging out to see. Yeah. And yeah. someone chooses to be in We that pretty much perceive it as a threat. If you do I that, we're, we're ready to rumble, basically. So that's what happened in this parking lot was it was an empty parking lot. <laughs> and I was there literally by myself. And there was probably 20 stalls available. And somebody pulls in in the middle of the night right next to me. Oh, my like, God. Like 2 or 3 in the morning. And it's somebody else that's living in their truck. Not as nice as mine. It's like just a small truck with a little camper thing in the back. It turned out to be a transvestite, okay. which on Oahu they call mahus. Oh, they do. Yeah. Hey, I we learn something new every day. I didn't know that. That's the that's the Hawaiian okay. word for the the trannies. Okay. So um, <clears throat> I woke up and I had uh, oh I actually got a picture in the van right there. Aww. So that door, my sliding door, was basically my front door to Ooh, my world. Okay. And so I just slid it open, and the tranny was there. Wait, wait, wait. Outside of his vehicle? Or no, her vehicle? Sitting, I'm going to say shim. I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where he or she started or ended up, but it was somewhere in the middle. Oh, and um, it was sitting in the driver's seat and <laughs> shim was fondling shimself like like a tube top. Wait, wait. Like a did, tube Did 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 shim, did shim have boobs? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know she, if I don't know if they I don't know if he or she had them to begin Z. with. Z had them. <laughs> Z. Oh. Oh no, but they did. They they might have had surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll no just I'll just say she. Continue. It's too it's too okay, confusing. It's a she. So she pulled down. No, it was a guy. It was a guy. I've okay. just got to be. It was genetically a man. Like you, you mean could biologically. Tell. Biologically okay. a man. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you saw his. So he. You could tell. You knew. Yeah, yeah. It's very obvious. Okay. He pulled, He had like a little tube top and he just pulled it down. 
and was just like fondling his fake boobs, looking at me. Oh, just staring, staring at me oh, right in the face. Oh my gosh, I'd be and freaking I'm just, out. It's like nine in the morning, and I'm getting out, going to my beach shower to take a shower, and that's happening. So I was like, you know what? Um, maybe this was just an accident, or I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna try fate, it. Fate I'm, brought you there. I was like, I live in my van. So I don't have a lot of options. Yeah. So I'll just this come is my like home. this is this is my spot. So I came back the next night and same thing happened again. No. Yeah. Joe. So um I just like I literally got up at like I don't know, four in the morning and just like left. And uh, I never I I didn't really never do another done. night in the van again. So like I had some friends that I ended up staying with. They just let okay. me start. I just told him, I was like, dudes, I, I can't do it anymore. Like, Well, here's the yeah. thing. No one wants unsolicited sexual activity that they didn't invite themselves, right? And this I wouldn't say always no okay. to that. <laughs> but for you, women, for women, that's a pretty easy yes. yes. For guys, maybe, unsolicited maybe. is often welcomed. Okay. Depending. But... This was very up in your this, space. They this got was, in your stall. This was You're, very much unsolicited and unwelcomed. Okay. <laughs> the story has gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. So, anyways, that was that. Wow. Well, I'm glad to know, like, the, I knew about it, but I didn't know, like, the details. I, I didn't realize it happened two days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, like, fool me once, <laughs> shame on you. Fool me twice, can't, get, can't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, wow. But I don't regret like the overall experience. It was it was a good time. <clears throat> yeah. So we have another tricky situation to get into. So here we are. We're very, very happy to be back with episode six. So what did you what did you say at the end of what was it? Oh, episode I said it at the beginning. five or episode four? No, episode five, last week's episode. I said that we didn't have currently have any lawsuits. Um well, you, you were like, well, we're, just, we're still going. At least we don't have any lawsuits. Right. So um, I opened up my uh, inbox. What was that? Three days later? I think it was three days later. Yeah. Um, and I definitely uh, was threatened with a lawsuit. Well, we were threatened with well, a lawsuit. Well, okay. Excuse me. No, Joe and I were both, which is very interesting, uh, threatened um, with a lawsuit and um, in reference to episode four. So... This entire podcast, episode six, is dedicated to episode four. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and uh, you know, it's funny because I thought, well, how did he, you know, Joe's going to get dragged into it too. But, um, yeah, but he was <coughs> just dragged right in there into this uh, tricky situation. Yeah, that was the other reason why last week was like the most stressful week in a long time. <laughs> it, it was very stressful, actually. Um, not... It's one of those things, what is it? It's like, okay, it's just something that you have to deal with. And so um, we, for anybody that <clears throat> is listening, you know, we've had so much response and it's been so good and welcomed and people have been actually really sharing intimate things with us um, that they felt <clears throat> like they could open up about because we've been kind of talking about authenticity and transparency, of course, using wisdom and um you know, not not being stupid, you know. And yeah. so then we get hit with this lawsuit threat, man. But thanks to uh, good old anti-slap <laughs> motion 
and uh, law that is now in place, thank God, in uh, Texas. Uh, last year, actually, Governor Abbott signed it in. So in 2019, uh, it's been in California for a while. Uh, I, I want to say it was like around 96 that uh, they brought it in, but basically protects your First Amendment rights. Yeah. So, Which we need a lot of these days. Hell yeah. So... Yeah, that was weird. That's that's been the first time for me. But um, to all those listening, we are definitely still going to be doing the podcast. Absolutely. And um, we're not afraid to nah. tell our stories. Right. And uh, as we have freaking said multiple times, we're not trying to um, defame anyone um, or slander. slander or whatever. So... Mm-mm. Um, that, well, it, that wasn't the point, right, Joe, that <laughs> we even started this. I mean, the whole the whole point was to um, it, it had nothing to do with actually ourselves, except for we, we wanted to be authentic with for other for the sake of others and to show others that like they're not alone and that we all walk through difficult times. And it's never been. And as we've said, and I mean, literally, our intro is dedicated to that. I mean, we talk about changing the names you know and we kind of make a joke out of it but it's the truth Mm -hmm. you know um so it's not about us it's about helping others know that it's okay to be authentic honestly we don't give a shit we're gonna keep doing this (laughs) right (laughs) because it's um that i mean the the entire i don't know if you know much um johanna about the anti-slap law but basically it is a well first of all go ahead yeah first of all it's just Free speech. Exactly. You can't. Well, now we, we have, have a first the, the disclaimer. Right. Is, yeah, but you can't just say anything you want about anyone. Um, you have to Correct. be like if if you are defaming or slandering somebody, that basically means you said something that's false about them. That's untrue. Something that's untrue and lies. It's that you've caused um, harm, financial damage, not, or harm. yeah, not yeah, financial harm to them. And, um, and all that stuff is really hard to prove. Because, and because truth is the ultimate defense um, against slander or defamation. Right. And so everything that Joe and I have discussed and in, in, as we've edited it, our episodes um, have been to make sure that our podcast is full of truth. And, and look, here we are. Here we are. And, and for myself, in almost 10 years, I haven't been allowed to speak quote my truth like my truth my side of my story and that's not even what this podcast is about um but i share what i walk through and i get threatened with a lawsuit when every single thing that i said was truth and i can prove it without a doubt i have legal documents government documents backing up the stuff i've said (laughs) you know and it's like i don't know i that's not the point. And I think that was what, not that I, I don't, we weren't angry. We were just like, wow. I, I was pretty pissed. It, well, it was about like someone trying to control your life and it's not theirs to control because we do have a right to freedom of speech and, and we have a right. That's what the whole anti slab is about is protecting your right to, and, and to keep you safe, mm-hmm. to be able to speak, um, you know, your story. So long story short, um, Shem said that <laughs> <laughs> Shem requested that we 
um, number one takedown episode four, mm-hmm. and also issue in a uh, a public. public apology. Number one, no. Number hmm. two, double no. Right. Not going to happen. Because we don't have anything to apologize for. Yeah. We, we in everything that I spoke in that episode, um, and that's what did, did frustrate me that you were bold into the threat of the lawsuit. Um, everything that I did speak was um, truth. And then also um, in anyone concerned, I, you know, no names were used and, um, and also, um, I actually spoke pretty kindly about oh, yeah. a lot of people that I didn't have to speak kindly about. You want, you want, yeah. you know, it's kind of like that. The, the thing that went through my mind is like, would you like me to defamate you? Because I can with, I, I, yeah. I have things that both, I could. Both of us Legal. were, we tried to be like relatively considerate in how right. we spoke. Um, because you know, it's, we're not, we're not just airing out laundry. We're right. telling our stories. It has nothing to do with airing out anybody's dirty laundry. Yeah. Except mainly ours. Right. <laughs> it's about ourselves and in the whole yeah. things about what we've learned from yeah. our mistakes. Yeah. And that's, um, what we've tried to say the whole time. And so if anyone is unclear on that, this podcast is about us sharing our own personal stories We've either changed names or don't use them. And right. it's and it's to say, hey, look, we've made mistakes here. And, you know, this is what we learned from it. Yeah. There and needs to be like a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode that just says this isn't for the faint of heart. <laughs> if you're Probably. easily offended, do not listen. I kind of said that. Snowflakes, <laughs> snowflakes beware. Um, something yeah, like that. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we 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 hired an attorney out of Houston. Woo! Hey, he's an Aggie. Lips, he's a badass. He's an Aggie. Yeah. So. <laughs> and um, pretty much every lawyer that we talked to, and I feel like the people who threatened us with the lawsuit are probably listening to this. Well, I would assume they probably who, listen to everyone. Whoever passed on the word to them, we're sorry that you're so sad, and you have to just turn in people who yeah. are um, doing a podcast for all of thirty of their friends and right. family. <laughs> I, I, that, I think that was my favorite part. Was um, yeah, the homeschool community in College Station, <laughs> in College is, Station a, is a riotous ratchet crowd. <laughs> hey, hey, well, you don't yeah. don't mock my little. My my Aggie Town or whatever <laughs> I don't even know what to call it, but I mean, it, what there's not even hardly any people here because every you know this entire pandemic everybody's doing school from home. No, it's gotten a little bit busier, but you know. So we we reached out. Cecilia reached out to a couple um, attorneys, and everyone that we talked to basically said we actually we talked to a lot of people because yeah. they basically said it's nearly impossible to like actually succeed in. Um, suing somebody for defamation or slander. And nine times out of ten, ten, it's not, of course, anybody, I can sue you for slander. I can I can pay an attorney thousands and thousands of dollars to sue you. Um, so the, the anti-slap law that we we discovered is basically something that was passed recently for Texas, which right. you said had been used in other states, right? Right. So it, it, I believe it, like, a couple of attorneys, if I understood right, um, came up with it years ago in the late 80s, the, the term um, in Georgia. But I believe it first became a motion that you could file in California in the late 90s. And um, and again, I mean, I think it's great because a lot of people file meritless suits. 
and it's a waste of time and money. And so you're able to file and say, look, we have proof that we're telling the truth. We're not slandering anybody. No one's, there's no like, it's not like a company, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing bad name to a company. Now, if you were, cause slander, like you said, slander and defamation, like of character is, um, you know, of a company or whatever. I mean, you can get sued for that. Um, and people have one, but nine times out of 10, those that prevail, those cases that prevail in that are, are for companies where you're actually putting something out that's publicly causing financial damage to a company. Right. And, uh, I mean, or, you know, it could, if it caused damage, like to, a, I don't know, like maybe somebody to get a divorce or something. I don't know. I, yeah. But I don't even think you could win in that because it, again, truth is the one, like absolute defense and, and that's why Joe and I've been so careful about everything we've said. So, but know. but this this law basically just allows for like easy and early dismissal of meritless exactly lawsuits, pretty much. And the attorney that we talked to basically said it's typically exes or friends who had their feelings hurt. It's which like, is hey, you said something. Yeah, pardon me. I didn't mean to talk of your. Um, it's like you said something rude about me on Facebook or social media, or you know, and I want to sue my friend for that or my family member. And and he said nine <clears throat> times out of ten, it's family law that you know this kind of stuff comes up. And I mean, you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's been talked about in my family, like because of everything that I walked through the past ten years, the lies that were been like blatantly stated even on the stand. Um, you know there was that question and my attorneys were like, nah, like you, you cannot, it's very difficult to prove, um, slander and def, you know, defamation mm -hmm. of character. So we don't want to be one of those people who are like encouraging like, Oh, this like rebellious, like rioting or whatever. But this is exactly like going back to it. People have a narrative they want to tell. And if that narrative is not how they want it to sound, they will bully you and they will scare you. You scare tactics to try to back you into a corner or scare you from doing something. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, we could have freaked out and we could have been like, oh, my God, we have to shut down our podcast. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. and yeah. it's like, but what if we were ignorant? Think about this in other. Let's think about other situations. What if we were ignorant to the fact of these laws that protect our First Amendment rights? And again, not our rights to be like to slander someone, mm -hmm. but our rights to tell our side of the story of our personal lives. Um, what if we didn't know about it? What if we just stopped all these people that have been, and again, all these people, like Joe said, the 30 people, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> are listening to our podcast. Like, our reach is huge. I mean, so huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even really about the numbers it, because, you know, it's about the one. And if you can make the difference in one person's life, it means all the difference because that yeah. you never know who that person could touch, you know, the effect that that person's life could have on another person's life. And the <clears> fact <throat> that there are people out there that let their, their love of their self image, you know, dictate their actions right. and how they will lash out on somebody else just because you're so conf like in on your own self image and how you perceive yourself to be because you have this inflated personality right. like i'm sorry but you're like the world doesn't re revolve right. around you there are going to be things that are said that might hurt your feelings i right. saw we but like mm. life like <laughs> life's hard so i mean Wear i'm, I'm 20 kids. years old and i've i've already learned that right like it, it is embarrassing to me that there are adults that are still having to learn this yeah oh embarrassing i agree i'm like my 16 year old daughter can um 
handle things that some adults I know can't handle. Yeah. I, like, I don't regret like the things that I've gone through yeah. a single bit. I used to hate, like I used to hate my life. Like, Oh, what was me? But then I grew up and I learned, okay, I actually have character now. I actually can see life for how it is in yeah. reality. And I'm not going through life with these blinders on. Right. Like most girls my age are, or most college students are, you know, 20 somethings. They don't know what they're doing and that's fine. Like there's a time and place for that. That's okay. But I'm really thankful that I had the experiences that I had because it has put me in such an advantage in life. Yep, It does. And don't you think that it makes, um, I don't know. Well, I mean, all three of us, we, you know, we can kind of be hard asses and we have a personality, which I'm sure (laughs) our childhoods helped with, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think it still gives you compassion yeah, for, and, and a, an empathy for people that I definitely didn't have when I was younger, you know, before I had been through harder things. And it makes you realize like, you know what, maybe I don't know and maybe I don't have all the answers. Less judgmental. <laughs> yeah. And it makes you more accept- accepting, you know, it's like, I mean, Joe telling the story, you know, about the tranny or what, you know, it, it doesn't like we're not the kind of people that would ever care if you were trans or gay or like we it wouldn't we wouldn't meet you and think oh my god like it just we're not like that that's not how we are um same thing with race or anything else you right know? yeah mm-hmm. so. and i and i should note um that anyone that would pull up to me uh in the middle of the night oh, in yeah. an empty parking lot would receive the same reaction from me <laughs> right as no especially if they're fondling themselves right that's what i was going to yep. say your your uh, sexual um orientation has nothing to do with that, yeah, that absolutely was just a tricky situation <laughs> if anyone came yeah no so it's not that that was just yeah a tricky situation <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we wanted to get into for this podcast was um, birthed out of this whole lawsuit experience, um, which I I felt kind of pretty much typified like the the culture and like the social and political climate right now. Um, basically, it's um, well, part of it is cancel culture. That's a big thing Ugh, these days. Dag me. Um, which is I, essentially what was you know, attempted for us. Like Mm -hmm. they wanted to cancel that episode. Because apparently we're offending five people or something. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm just saying like, yeah, I wish I could say the stories that people have written in and told Mm -hmm. us and like shared with us. And it's like, yeah. So you want me to cancel this for you because I hurt your feelings from saying something that was true. Right. And when all these other people are writing in and telling Joe and I, Hey, keep it up like this this is you know it gives me something you know interesting or funny to listen to because you know joe's just you know Mm -hmm. joe um but then it also helps them feel more comfortable in being honest with themselves well opinions are divisive in nature i mean like thank you there's there's no way to go around it like somebody is always going to be offended that doesn't mean that you need to shut yourself off to the world and never like state your opinion i mean there's there's a reason why we have a first amendment there is a specific reason for that right and if we get so caught up in cancel culture and you know the the narrative i guess that is going on in our society which is everything is okay, you know, driven by the media, right? Then you get into that, that very gray area of whether or not we even have a first amendment anymore because people can be offended and and sue you and and get away with it, Mm -hmm. which is bullshit. I mean, I'm like, am I wrong? 
I think it's crazy that that's even a thing yeah. anymore and how far our culture has come now because we've allowed so many things to be okay. So now it's like, if you say anything that's even slightly against the, the, you know, societal narrative, then you're completely shunned. Yeah. Or someone's opinion. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, so something that's c- coming to my mind about this whole, um, cancel culture thing, which we're, we're going to get into more about kind of basically the nature of disagreements, um, yeah. disagreements in politics, disagreements in relationships and like how different types of people deal with that and how like a lot of people deal with that these days. But on the note of cancel culture and something that came to my mind when we were threatened with that lawsuit was, and, and I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of this happening in, um, in really, I guess social media and just kind of society in general. I was thinking about um, that whole. I don't know if y'all know about that whole Ellen DeGeneres thing. Oh, do so I? I, okay. <laughs> I'm glad you know more about it because I've kind of heard some of it, but I haven't freaking had time to research the whole There's thing. There's two sides of it, but I'll okay. let him continue. So what what I was getting at is that um, there's this kind of thing that um, because we, I mean, when we got that threat of the lawsuit. Like we discussed whether or not we were going to actually, right, you know, um, bow down to the ridiculous request to take down the episode and make a freaking public apology. But it's like there, you know, like anyone would feel that pressure in right. that situation. Right. But the the idea is that in this cancel culture that a lot of times it's driven by leftist ideologies and it it doesn't really know any end. Like it's not satiated in any way. Right. It's a like it. They eat their own essentially, and, and that, they so, don't even realize it. Yeah. So the Ellen DeGeneres thing to me was super interesting because she is like the original. Like I mean, she Besides she Oprah. came out. Yeah, she yeah. came out in like oh, the I in apologize. like the the early nineties or late eighties. She was you know her whole career pretty much like a majority of her career has been you know she came out as a lesbian and she's like i think of her as like kind of like the ultimate like um you know liberal type person like hollywood gay woman like Mm -hmm. she's like the ultimate and now like they're like everything they could want they're going back on yeah like everything like they're might as well be poster child but um like they're they're basically tearing her down because apparently she has a mean culture or something i I don't i haven't researched the merit of it at all but it's just it's interesting that like everyone wants to like tear people down you know right and 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 let me say this this is my own personal opinion um but that yeah i and i have heard over the past you know several years i've heard a lot of different people just kind of randomly say but it would never come out in this huge thing you know that she was a difficult person to work with or that you know all these different things um and and maybe she is or was or you know i don't i'm not to say because i don't know her Mm -hmm. um but it's exactly what you're saying what ticks me off joe is that um again whether she is this person they're saying or not, whether she has a bad work environment or not, um, she has done or given 
a lot of things to people to help them and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Or or well, pe- Oprah did. I mean, Oprah's right? The same and, way. and Oprah too. But what I'm saying is, it's exactly now they're literally like eating. It's like mm-hmm. eating her alive. Mm-hmm. They are literally turning on like somebody that they've like put up on this mm-hmm. pedestal for for years. I mean, did, wasn't it she that got the the award that Obama gave her? What was that award? Darn it! I'll look it up. But I mean, not long ago, like yeah, yeah exactly. No, she got and that it's Medal of Honor. Or something yeah, like that and from it's the like. Right. And it's like, okay. And so it doesn't, it's like, you're not safe. It doesn't matter if you are a kind person or what color your skin is or what you believe or, you know, who you vote for. People just want to rip each other apart. And it's, it's actually really, um, disheartening and in a little bit, you know, it could be depressing if you let it get to you. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter that she's a woman doesn't matter that she's a lesbian right. it doesn't matter that she's a liberal none of those things matter because exactly. you can be fully in that side you can be fully into like hollywood where everything is controlled where media is controlled you can be best friends with them but if you say one thing that hurts somebody one of the big wigs right. who's controlling that mm-hmm. that you know media front whether it's right. you know your tv show or it's you know the other like nbc or something Correct. like that they will completely destroy you. Oh. They, will abs- they have no, they don't care at all. Mm-mm. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Look at how many um, high ups in all different news platforms have either gotten fired or stepped down or, mm-hmm. you know, just so many. Even even before all this started, you know, I think of um, there's so many and all of a sudden you're just like, good grief. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where you really can't really stand up for anything anymore because you you have to be willing to lose your career and have your entire name dragged through the mud. Right. All in, in on every platform. I mean, I can't tell you how many places I've seen this this news article about Ellen being canceled and, mm-hmm. you know, her TV show, whether or not it's going to go on because she's a difficult person to work with, which I've heard that side. I've heard that a lot. But I've also heard another side. Which That's what I want to hear that part. I don't know if this is actually true or not. This is kind of going more down the deep dive into conspiracy theories, which I know you love. You know it. Um, Here we go. There's been a lot of (laughs) there's been a lot of claims that she's a part of the Pizzagate Uh, scandal, that she was also a part of child's the the child trafficking. We did say that. So, you know, maybe that uh, Facebook may kick us off this podcast off, but that's okay. Go ahead. Keep going. (laughs) Well, the idea was that um, her being a difficult person to work with in that narrative was mm-hmm. a cover up for what was really going on, which ah. is that she's a part of this, you know, sex slave is what they're stuff. saying. Okay. And she's been quarantined, quote unquote quarantined, but really she's like hiding from the feds, which, you know, who knows if that's true or not. A lot of people have been saying the same thing about Tom Hanks. He became right. a Greek citizen because you can't be extradited from Greece and you, you know, so Ooh, there's a lot creepy. of, it is kind of, of I, it is that all that is kind of weird. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because I know that there's a lot of people <laughs> that were in that ring with, with Jeffrey surprised. Epstein. Yeah. A lot of the really, really wealthy Hollywood elites mm-hmm. were a part of that. And I mean, that's not even conspiracy. Like he, no. their names are on his, yeah. pl- his list, like of people that were on his plane going to his private sex island. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I'm out here just spitting conspiracy theories of oh no of, all that is out like yeah. al gore you know the the people are kevin spacey like we've known that they've mm-hmm. been pedophiles for years yeah but now it's finally coming to the light so the biggest thing i heard and then we'll let joe um jumping because i know he's just like oh god I gotta, I gotta stop him now <laughs> no before they get going no i'm, I'm done, I'm done. No, we're, no, on, no. we're on a pedophile landslide no, but, um it's, no it's well you know talk about. anthony bourdain um supposedly hung himself i believe it was hung himself um committed suicide oh, in yeah. 2000 
2018 while I was there. And then I think it was at Paul Walker who was, um, Oh, I think yeah. it was Paul Walker, and I think they were working on it. Was a, it's a documentary. Go look it up. I, I mean, you probably won't be able to find much, but they were working on a documentary. It was something about the um, unseen child or unnamed. I don't yeah. know, but they were yeah. working on the documentary, and there's a lot of belief out there that they were actually murdered, of course, framed as suicide because they were fixing to get ready to come out and start saying all that stuff. Avicii was another one of yes, those. Yeah. Avicii. Avicii came out with a song and the music video that was yep. all about child like, sex trafficking. And right after he released that song, he committed suicide on a vacation, slit his wrists or whatever. Mm -hmm. Elijah Wood said some stuff coming. too, but now nah, he's not dead, but he, I, he did make a few comments. This was years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he's probably been told you better shut your mouth. And Joan Rivers said that Michelle Obama was a man and that she ended up dead too. So <laughs> who knows oh, wow. if that's true? No, I know. I've we won't go into that rabbit we hole. We that's a deep one. My, my contribution to this conversation Ooh, is yay. that have you ever noticed that Hillary Clinton's face is just as creepy as Jeffrey Epstein's? If you look, I was looking at a Hell picture. Yes. I was looking at a picture of Jeffrey Epstein. Mm -hmm. And if you look, I want actually, my mom used to have this face reader book, which tells you about yes. like people's different Those facial are, yes. characteristics and like what it means about them. Okay. For everyone listening, look up Jeffrey Epstein. And there's one kind of main picture that you see. And look at the corner of his mm -hmm. mouth. It's like it's like the Joker smile. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton creepy. has the exact same freaking creepy lip yeah. smile yeah, thing. So a lot of people that think that she does adrenochrome, and when she's off of it, she like looks way way worse and way more aged than when she's on it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, th there's a lot of like there's a lot of tells in her uh, when she's like public speaking, when she's out. You know how she constantly is stumbling, mm -hmm. and she has like she weird down. little laughs every now and then when she's like you know speaking in public. And a lot of people have contributed that to side effects of adrenochrome, hmm. the effects that it has on your body. Because there's a lot of people that do that, like in third world countries and stuff, like the um, guerrilla gangs and stuff like that. And they all behave really weird because of those side effects. Mm -hmm. So oh, anyway, conspiracy sense. theories. So now that we've... So, so back to the kind of the cancel culture and the like disagreement thing. When I think about like the Ellen DeGeneres situation, I think in a normal world um, of reasonable people, you would just go like a normal person would say, well, my boss is kind of a douchebag. So mm -hmm. I started looking for a new job. Right. Like you wouldn't go find another job or, or you wouldn't you wouldn't just start like going off on social right. media about like how your boss is a jerk right you would just go find another you job because that didn't work like to me that's that's like the free market you right. know you can work anywhere you don't have to work for a jerk if right and exactly and, and the other thing that i think about um that whole deal is um it's so one of my favorite quotes is this uh, Teddy Roosevelt quote, uh, quote, the man in the arena, Yes. which basically I, I'll read it sometime. But it basically says, like, the credit doesn't go to the person who's on the sidelines, but the the man who's like marred by sweat and dust. And they're actually in the arena. And like the uh, he talks about, you know, they're. The, the people, the cold, timid souls basically on the sidelines will know neither victory nor defeat. So whether or not Ellen DeGeneres is a jerk is, I mean, it's not irrelevant, but like 
the, I, I just find that all the people that comment and critique on people like that, like yeah. they have not had like an organization of like 500 people under them. Right. And not to, that's Thank not, you. that doesn't excuse that doesn't mean be all jerk, terrible but. yeah behavior, but it's always the people who are like freaking doing anything with their life. It's right. one-sided. It's absolutely one-sided. Right. Because I'm trying not to go off on a Republican rampage right now, but the well, liberal, the you're liberals. our guest. We, we're the ones that, you know, okay, we got well, we go to, I was like, we've yeah. got to keep our, you know, we, <laughs> we got to keep our listeners of all, all parties happy. So, well, I will say that. And I mean, like, I'm not going to say anything that isn't 100% true. Of and I've course. seen, I've seen this time and time again. And even like liberals can't deny this. They get away with so many things that Republicans cannot get away with. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a, actually, this is a classic example. I was watching Hamilton the other night. I love Hamilton. Right. I will. I will disclaimer. I love Hamilton. So My daughter much. sings the songs all the time. A fantastic <laughs> show. I I have lit, I have nothing yeah. wrong with that show. But I thought it was interesting, because it's pretty much an all black cast. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And they have black characters playing historically white people. Correct. Now, if that were in reverse, and we had white people playing yep. a black character, they would be hell to pay. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. Like I love again. I love Hamilton. Nothing wrong with it. Right. I just thought it was an interesting thought because. That is so true. In mm-hmm. culture, that happens. And this actually happened recently with Charlie Kirk and uh, Candace Owens. Right. They were literally just having a lunch together. They were going to be discussing like uh, something they were going to be doing together right. on TV or something. Having lunch together. And these liberals literally ran up, threw water on them, shouting at them in the <clears throat> streets, yeah. practically attacking them. Right. Had bullhorns all up in their face. Mm-hmm. They were literally just going to lunch. They right. they weren't even like protesting. They weren't yeah. even expressing their opinions having, yeah. at all. It was just because they're Republicans and because they support President Trump that they mm-hmm. were attacked. Oh yeah, and it's okay. Like no no media outlets going to report on that. But right. if it were Republicans attacking a couple of liberals going yeah. to lunch, are you kidding me? It would be all over the news. Yeah, it would be. Well, it, like the headline would be like black woman assaulted by right. like force, right. force of water they or something. They pick it out. Yeah. They pick it out and it's a classic thing. I see it all over the all over like everywhere. YouTube and it yeah. happened it happens to Candace Owens all the time. I love that woman so much. Dude, I would have if she such an honor to meet her one day. Oh my gosh. But here's the thing, she's a woman and she's black, but everyone hates her because it, she's a Republican. Isn't it interesting? Just because she's Republican. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't matter and that's the thing. Liberal, like the Liberal Party, the Democratic Party, they could give a rat's ass about BLM. They do oh, not care yeah. about Black Lives Matter. They do not. They are using it to get what they want. Absolutely. Joe Biden is using it to get what he wants. Why do you think he has a woman running with him as his vice president? Who said she agrees with his accusers of his his people uh, that have accused him of sexual indecency or, you know, all kinds of things yeah. and, and literally said she did believe him. And now she's running as his mate. Have you have you gone down that that rabbit hole of conspiracy theory? Uh, of course. OK, I, I know all the conspiracy theories. Okay. I'm all up to date. <laughs> do you know it, Joe, that he won't he'll die or, ha- you know, he may have Alzheimer's or something will happen. He won't be able to continue the presidency. <clears throat> and I don't even think that she is could legally be president i'm not sure i'd have to go back and look because of her heritage or something yeah but mm. um when she where when she was i can't remember the details um maybe she could but i want to say i've heard at least one of them and then nancy pelosi because she's speaker of the house would become president can you imagine yeah i've, I've heard that one we so like how's it so hard to figure out where someone was born i don't get it it's pretty easy to hide oh yeah so strange anyhow so um 
I, I guess since we're already kind of on the on the topic of, you know, Republicans, you know, and liberals, I don't know. I, I feel like hesitant to always draw a line and make it about the other side because that, right. that's like the nature of what we're talking about is in in disagreements like people, uh, certain people have this way of dealing with it, which is not just always talking about the issue, but it eventually like um, evolves into saying that the other person is bad. And it's it's not about right. like the topic. It's about like going over uh, the boundary of just talking about logic and ideas into that like identity politics thing of saying that somebody is bad. But right. I've it's not like Republicans don't do that. But in general, I I feel like it's it's always a leftist liberal type who ends up going there and right. and like it's always going after the identity of of someone and mm-hmm. um well I that's mean, why there's that term the silent majority because i think a lot of times you know um more the the right more sits back and is just like well i'll vote when it comes time to vote <clears throat> and so i i've wondered about that too um anyway i didn't mean to cut you well I, I mean like for example these days if you support donald trump and ironically, I'm wearing a MAGA hat right now, which is my <laughs> younger brother's. Yes. I wouldn't probably wear this out in public, to be honest, because I would just prefer not to deal with what would happen mm-hmm. if I exactly. wore this. And exactly. we live, we live in haters. Texas. No, we speech. live in like a highly conservative town as well. And but there's still that fear. Right. And I know there's a bunch of arguments that people could make about Donald Trump, and I, I don't like think that he's a shining example of um, like a super moral person or anything, Mm -hmm. but it's just the fact that like um, you can't, you know, like you will be attacked. Like literally I, if I wore this, if I wore this hat in um, like Hawaii or like San Francisco or Austin or something, you probably get mugged. Yeah. You probably get. Yeah. But if you were, if you were a Joe Biden like shirt or hat, like, it's just whatever, you know. Right. It's very interesting. It's funny. So I've been going back and um, watching a lot of Donald Trump's old interviews. I'm talking back like 1988, back in the 90s, early 2000s. And, uh, you know, he says the same thing that he's said, you know, his whole life. He and seemed lo- a lot calmer back then, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. He also didn't sound the same. He sounds different now. Like his his accent, I his mean, voice is different. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that could be almost I, more enunciated. Um, well, he's like seventy. Yeah, I was gonna say he's older. Yeah, but he so. wasn't like I will build a wall. <laughs> like he didn't sound yeah. like that when he was in his mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. He just sounded like a normal guy. Yeah. yeah. So it almost seems like it's just a like a a facade or of some kind. Like it's he's like playing a part. Yeah. Well, he's a politician for right. sure. He's a businessman. Well, man, what's hilarious is I'm like, yeah, everybody's like. He's not a politician. I'm like, the man knows how to work. Like, I mean, he pisses people off, but like, I mean, he knows how to mm-hmm. work a room, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, you know? Um, but yeah, he's definitely a businessman. I mean, and that's, that's you know, the positive I do mm-hmm. see is that I have seen a lot of um, rates and things higher. But I guess the biggest question is, so in this whole, this idea, this the nature of disagreement, so how do we... Um, in relationships or in politics, like, right. I mean, I've never felt such tension between parties in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I don't 
go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Like I have a personal opinion, of course, and I'm going to stand up for like my own personal beliefs. Um, but if you get so angry that um, you can't be friends with me or you can't like, like what, what, what pushes to a person to that, to that place? Cause I, I, I wouldn't be pushed to that place of like, um, not like that. I couldn't, of course I've had, I have had, um, times I would say like on social media where I have like somebody constantly it just felt like constant attack nothing positive is ever coming from them ever yeah. and they like attack 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 mm -hmm. and like try to draw you into debate I'm like so there have been people like that that I've um quote you know unfriended or blocked but only because it's like if if they were if they were also saying positive or they were like you and me if you know if there's different, uh, different ideas or whatever, I'm not going to be like, Oh God, like I can't, you know, be friends with you because you have a different belief system. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand that. So I mean, how can you grow? You can't, how can you grow as a person? How, and, and also if you're so sure of your opinions and you're, sh you're so sure of your side, then why are you so afraid to hear my side? Thank you. Why are you so willing to silence me? If you know for a fact that you're right, and why do you feel the need to block me or report me or whatnot when if you're right? right exactly. Why would it matter? Just turn a blind eye then. Right. Who cares? Exactly. So I wanted to kind of switch this to a more personal level um, because I've kind of I kind of felt that for a lot of times people on the left they're um, and the right, like whoever it is, they're when they're talking about politics, they they genuinely believe that there's something wrong like with the person that they are arguing against. So mm -hmm. a, a, like a liberal will be saying something about Trump and they literally believe that he is a racist and a bigot and a sexist and xenophobic and all that right. kind of stuff. So what I was wondering for y'all is if you changed it to a personal experience, right. like let's say your ex, um, mm -hmm. you know, somebody was like championing him and saying that he's so great and all right. that. And you have this personal experience of um, who you think he is and you don't necessarily approve of that. Right. How does that change? And to you too, Johanna, like how does that change how you argue mm -hmm. or, 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 you know, does it, does it change it at all or does it affect it in any way? Well, I think it goes back to kind of what we were saying before, Johanna, about or we've talked about before is um, that idea of using experience and facts. Um, because, yes, I know exactly what you mean. I, I mean, I, I live that where people would be like, oh, you know, the greatest person. And, you know, and I'm not saying that he didn't have good qualities at all. You know, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is. Um, cause I'm sure it was going both ways. Right. So people were saying, you know, to my ex and his family that, you know, I have, it's this great person and great mom and great qualities. Well, of course they thought I was the devil and mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't on board with, um, the things that he was doing or the people that he was following instead of making his own decisions. And so, um, I, I see that struggle of going, Oh my God, but you don't know the person, mm -hmm. but these people that are, like you're talking about championing either against or whatever um, Trump or Biden or to these extremes. We're not talking about the person that says, hey, I'm voting for this person or, you know, but these people that are so extreme, they don't have any personal interaction with him or, you know, and so that's where my thing is. It's like, 
but at the same time, we have to remember, I love this saying, and, and then you can kind of, I would love for you to share what we were talking about of the, you know, when, when you talk with somebody on social media or whatever and how, you know, it's like, hey, let's not take this to an emotional level. But mm-hmm. there's, I, I believe, and whether it's, and again, this is a little bit different, but um, that's, I also think why counseling is so helpful. There's three sides to a story. There's your side, the other person's side, and there's what really happened. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, either our per- past life experiences mm-hmm. um, determine how we respond to somebody, or we're not seeing the big picture, right? And uh, I like personally just dealt with a situation like this, and it's like I was responding uh, to somebody out of like past experience. Yeah. You have to you have to look at the actual stone hard evidence. Yes, this right. person can be nice in certain circumstances when it has to do with their. Um, their image, and right. that's another big thing because people will protect their oh. image at all costs. Right, they will throw Going fucking the their lawsuit. own child. Yeah, they will uh-huh. throw their child under the fucking bus. Excuse my French, but I'm I've seen it firsthand it's by really more than one adult <clears throat> in my life, and it is the saddest thing. And of course, I'm sure many people listening to this would be like, "Oh, that's the you know pot calling the kettle black." <laughs> You can take that and yeah. put it where the sun If you're hiding behind your children, then you really need to take a hard look in the mirror. Yeah, that's exactly right. But I think that um, it comes down to, um, I always have to get, I mean, I've said this before, you know, especially being raised in a Christian home, of course, our parents, and, and God love them, and they know, you know, always put a disclaimer, right? Like, love you, you did a great job. <laughs> um, no, but it was always, well, the, the word says, the Bible says, the word says, you know, and that's great. And all, but especially with my personality, I always want as much um, secular fact as possible. Well, scientific, whatever. <laughs> so I'm always like, okay, but now back that up, you know. And That's why I really like Ben Shapiro because dude, he is a too. devout Jew, but he doesn't use the Bible as his, you know, premise for every single argument Absolutely. he has. He uses science and he uses psychology and he uses facts yes. and, and that's how you get through to people you're not going to get through to them and say well but jesus said right jesus may have said that but somebody who doesn't believe jesus ever existed Existed, is you. going to ever listen to a single thing you're going to say you don't get to you don't get through to somebody like that no i just had this conversation with my mom actually the other day um little plug for myself mm. um <laughs> i'm thinking about well i'm not thinking about i'm going to do this starting my own podcast yeah. pretty soon i've been contemplating what i wanted to do and i kind of came down to what I really want to do. And it's going to be about relationships and, and the, you know, the back and forth between men and women and how we differ. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be, it's going to go into a a lot, but, um, we were talking about, and she was kind of saying like, Oh, but you know, a relationship has to be founded in the Bible and it has to be, you know, founded on faith and it has to be aimed towards God. And I'm like, okay, all those things might be true, but if I'm going to get through to, more than just Christians, right? I have to come at them with psychology. I have to come up mm-hmm. with it with science and right. fact, because the Bible, in my opinion, is true. Mm-hmm. But people who don't believe in the Bible aren't going. They they basically see it as a, as a fairy tale, right? They're exactly. not going to base their life on a fairy tale, Mm-mm. you know. So if they don't believe that to be true, well, then what, how else can we get through them? Okay, well, psychology. My, this has been proven by scientists, you know. Right, and and my my thought process is if God is who he says he is and that the, you know, um, he would then ultimately would be the creator of math and science. Correct. Exactly. So math and science exactly. should be able to explain everything. Right. That's just my thought. And it does. I, I got on to mom about that like a year ago <laughs> or something. And, um, she, cause at, I guess at one point she was, um, entertaining the idea of dating someone or whatever. And somebody was, this is news to me. She wasn't, I mean, it was like, 
I don't. She wasn't oh, I, really I, serious about I it, know but it talking. was like a yeah, it, kind of like she was giving examples or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, and our our parents have been separated basically for like Ten almost years, a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And so someone was like potentially interested in her, and there was just this kind of obviously. Uh, to my knowledge, she never did anything about right. it, but I just remember Obviously. her. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I remember her like saying like, because she always does this. She'll be like, um, and I see a lot of like, <laughs> since I've come back from Hawaii, like I forgot that so many people do this. Like Christians will always say, they'll be like, oh, uh, he's a real nice guy. He's a believer. And, uh, <laughs> and, and like she started doing that with this. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Sorry, that was too loud, guys. <laughs> uh, because, like, it, there's unfortunately that doesn't indicate any sort of virtue or character. Un- really unfortunate. Yeah, really and so I was just kind of, you know, trying to drive that home with her. Right. And she wasn't really no, taking it. Let's let's <laughs> let's. Well, I can't. I shouldn't go there. But dude, yes, I mean, I I mean, there's some pretty shitty believers believers in quotations out there. It sucks, and it turns people off. Yeah, it does. And so that's why for almost uh, let's see, I've been divorced nine years, I think eight year, eight or nine. I don't know, almost ten something. But um, I didn't want to say I was a Christian for a long time after that because I had such a um, difficult experience. Um, it you know, and and going through divorce, and I'm like, you know, who was kind to me? The unbelievers, you know, who was actually like, hey, can we help you find a a psychologist? Can we help you? What can we like literally like trying to get me real help? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, And all the believers were like, well, let me tell you the Bible verse of why I can't hang out with you. Like, yeah. Well, they let legal, like the legalistic things yeah. get in the way of actually seeing somebody's heart and right. loving them for where they're at, which is exact. That's what Jesus did. I don't get why it's so hard for people to see. I'm like, you would have hated Jesus. Like who right. Jesus was. Wait, c- c- let me see. Th- let's just talk about this. If Joe went down to Houston and hung out at the strip clubs with the strippers, like got in the back door and was just like hanging out and like talking to him and stuff like, I'm sorry. I think every person we know would be like... Well, Joe's headed down to the path of destruction. Joe's going to hell now, right. so I guess we're going to Are you kidding me? Like, him. literally. I think there might be a number of people <laughs> thinking that about me already just because of this <laughs> podcast. Well, you know, well, join the club. Mm. There's three, at least three of us. You were on the worship team. I didn't know you cussed. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. But I'm like, I just like want to flip out sometimes when yeah. I think about how quote these quote believers and christians want to be i'm like oh my lord they're the most judgmental the most judge that i've ever felt was by by people that were supposed to be christians uh, like my friends absolutely my life group leaders what about you joe um what who are you i'm sorry i zoned out a little bit i'm sorry um who have you felt most judged by is it believers or people that quote confess to be of a religious faith or you don't have ever you've just never been judged by people um, it's been a mixed bag. I mean, I definitely, <laughs> definitely like I've experienced that from, um, from Christians. I remember there was, there was a guy who I was, um, who was basically discipling slash mentoring me for a while. And, um, I was, I, I was basically telling him something that happened between me and a girl that was not completely righteous <laughs> and uh, he was like, he was pretty upset about it, and it was it was kind of an awkward encounter. Um, but you know, it was I don't know, it is what it is. Was he like gonna kick you out of the 
the mentorship. No, but I could just I could just like sense the disappointment mm. from him, you know? I'm like That's so sad. You know, I've I've disappointed a lot of people in my life. One more I'd rather not, you know. It's like I, I don't I it's this like this weird like um I guess it's more, I guess I'm saying they're wrong. I already feel like a disappointment um, in certain aspects, right? And it's like when somebody looks at you and just like you, they just have this this look of like uh, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, just disappointment and disdain, or just like oh, like I'm so sorry for you. Like I just wish you could actually make something of yourself. Like you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's just there's no such thing as a good Christian. I don't know why people have this idea in their head that there's like a way to be the almighty like best Christian person that you can be. Like th- that's a fallacy. Like there's right. nothing about be like just being a human. There's nothing innately good within us. Like right. we're create we were born into sin. We're 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 bound to sin. We're bound to be bad. Like that's just how we are. In, in like innately. So the fact that we can choose good and that we can be right. decent human beings mm-hmm. is like a miracle. Right. I don't know why people think that it's like, uh, I mean, the people that Jesus hung out with the most were the most, were like the thrown out people, yeah. you know, the, the dirtiest of society they were. and the good Christians were the Pharisees. Those are the ones he was like totally calling Who out he hated. the <laughs> whole time in his, what, three years of ministry. He's like calling them out the whole time. The right. Time. I, I mean, I think there's growth and you learn how to like work through disagreement better. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think that I'm a person that could have a different, different opinion of somebody and still um, interact and be friends and not like go crazy. Mm-hmm. I but think, I think the principle is this. If you approach somebody from a moral high ground, mm. then like you're never going to have sympathy for them. You're never going to have mm. empathy and like place yourself in that scenario. And whether or not it's in church or in any kind of like political discussion, I think that's basically what what ha- is happening is right. essentially the the person who is disagreeing with you like they they don't see themselves as being somebody who makes mistakes and so they feel like they have this kind of energy to just tear you down because they mm-hmm. can't they basically don't believe that they do anything wrong they give you this kind of cliche f- um false thing like oh quote unquote of course i'm not perfect and then they go on to like completely tear you down well it's what you said what were we talking about and you were talking about how they attack your um character or yeah well like when they run out of actual facts to say then they just attack your character because it's a it's a deflection and it's a distraction from what the actual narrative was what they're actually talking about because when you bring up somebody's dirty laundry then it's like that's all you're going to see it of them that's Mm. you know and that's all your opinion is going to be of them because if you think this person is a terrible person you're not going to listen to anything that they're going to say Right. Like if Ted Bundy, for instance, were like running for president. Right. No one would would, you know, even give him a, the time of day because he's a serial killer. Right. So why would you even ever listen to something he has to say? So it doesn't matter if somebody's like, oh, he's the nicest person I've ever met. Right. So it makes I mean, in that sense, it makes it makes sense to me that there would be people that are just so geared towards, mm. you know, absolutely demolishing Trump and his. Um, what he stands for mm. and anybody who who stands with him because right. they have this mindset that he's just 
you know, a terrible racist, bigot, fascist, Mm -hmm. sexist, you know, whatever, everything else that they say. (laughs) Right. I think, um, yeah. And I think in personal experiences, like, um, I actually like kind of over go over the top because I never want to be one of those exes that like just talks crap about the other, you know, but it's like, you know, if somebody were to ask me about somebody from my past, what I, I usually try to either not, you know, I don't like to even have that conversation because I'd rather just kind of tell them to, you know, they're judged by their own experience. Um, but I will, you know, just, I can share my experience, but I try not to like put somebody else down when I'm sharing my experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's kind of, I guess, going back to what you were originally saying, Joe, like how, how would you respond, you know? And it's like, well, this is my experience with that person. Um, but your experience might be different. Yeah. Just, just don't assume that you are right. I, I would say that I try and take that approach when I, engage in civil discourse like i'm kind of reserved with that kind of stuff um i've only had a number like maybe one or two like i kind of got into it with someone on facebook but it wasn't (laughs) even it wasn't even that much you know um i don't really get off on that kind of stuff but i i genuinely try and um empathize with whatever perspective somebody's coming from i try not to assume Mm -hmm. that they are evil or something like that because i mean there have been people that i've um got into like a a facebook thing on (laughs) i i was on a little um covid mask thread and (laughs) it was it was mainly just because i was bored um but like these were people that i've known personally (laughs) and it was kind of awkward because you know i don't feel like they would have really acted like that in real life necessarily but um so it goes on the dumpster fires of social media all right well uh, i think we're we're about about at that time so basically we don't have the answers (laughs) yet again (laughs) no but we just you know we want to try to i don't like it like personally um this whole not being able to like, because somebody we have different political views or, you know, that we can't be friends or, you know, I I, want to find a way around it, but I don't think life's about having the answers. I think it's about learning and growing because you can never stop growing. That's true. Never stop learning. That's a good point. Hey, uh, so where can all of our listeners find you, Johanna? Just by the way, what are you doing these days? You know, uh, I, I do modeling every so often. Awesome. Her Instagram uh, handle is Joe's little brother, Joe's little sister. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe. Sorry. Yikes. No. Um, no, my Instagram is just J-O-H-A-N-A because a lot of people misspell my name. Mm. Johanna underscore Hammeter. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not really on anything else. Don't add me on Snapchat because I'm not a fan. <laughs> she ain't a fan, but you can find her on the old IG. You can find me on IG. Yeah. It's a public page, so. So what do you think, Joe, about all of this? Any final words? I just say bring on the lawsuits. <laughs> Yikes, that is Don't a dangerous game that. to play. <laughs> oh, God. No, I mean it. I, I don't give a frick. I know you don't. I'm not even the You're one that's like, now. not even the one that was like directly targeted necessarily, to even though you. I was drawn into it. Right. Um, 
That's that's kind of my thing. It's making that whole spirit uh, experience basically kind of emboldened me. I can so. right. Well, I think that the biggest thing, like, I guess there are people, not just the people that threaten a lawsuit, but people in general, right, in life. And just what our whole last episode was on um, about being authentic and stuff. And mm-hmm. so people that are not authentic and that aren't really living true to who they are, right? They're living yeah. behind a facade um, and they want to hide behind it it's and control, right? And they want to control this narrative. Um, and when they realize they can't control the narrative, they use tactics to try and scare and bully you, right? Into what they want. And that's how abusers um, stay, even like physical abusers, keep their um, victims, you know, under their power, you know? And, um, but not, I'm not afraid and I'm not going to be bullied or backed into a corner any longer. You I'm know? not afraid yeah exactly you know but um i don't know i'm i'm not i you know and okay what i'm i'm with joe and the the fact of i'm not out here to slander anybody but i mean you know yeah we're good yeah we're not gonna say or do anything that's not within our first amendment rights Mm. and i'm not i'm not i'm not going to back down to a bully i've been bullied and pushed around for almost 10 years now and I'm over it and now here we are and we are actually living our best lives and we don't e- we like we don't even like think about all of I mean like we'll talk every once in a while Joe and I you know just like friends catching up but like we've got more important things like this podcast and other people out there and our comp- like what he's doing and our work and our kids like we've got better things to worry about than what you know our exes think about us so yeah so I did think of one last thing to say. Perfect. Uh, I'll bring it back to, I'll round it out with some scripture. Perfect. So um, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Ah, that's a mic yeah. drop. Yeah, it is. So that's what we're doing. I like we're, it. we're not really casting stones. No. But, you know. No, we're not. For those out there trying to throw Don't stones up on some bros. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, he <clears throat> look at the plank in your own eye. Yeah. That's it's a, that's really good cuz yeah. guess what? That's what we're we're worrying about and what we're doing over here. Right. Ourselves. Well, I'm Joe Hammeter. I'm Cecilia Rhodes. That's been another episode of Tricky, Tricky Situations. Situations.